This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Jesters of Ravenloft, where a group of comedians try to escape the horrors of the mists. A tense meeting with the Vistani quickly turned around when they were delighted by Jack Mangum's tricks, but the rest of the troop learned some hard truths. Tyler couldn't get the hang of worm fishing and found himself relegated to a corner. New Rogue learned that his relationship with Ezra might be superficial and that he should do some more introspection to deepen the connection with his god. Adam was forced to confront some of the evil deeds he had done as Shadow Nemesis, and Del expended a lot of emotional energy trying to soften the blow. Can the troop exhibit the emotional maturity needed to pull them through these latest trials? I doubt it. <laughs> Tyler, you have been watching How to Fish over your shoulder for some time while having to take breaks to try to practice the hand motions when not. You know Midas is not going to ask you to fish again. Do you want to try again? Do you want to keep waiting as she's fishing? What do you want to do? I'll start by sending a message to Midas and just say... Uh... Hey, how's how's it going there? Do you want me to try and help again, or you got this? I hate this message thing. Ugh. Okay, that's the response, and so I know not to do it again. Uh, so I continue to sit in the corner and observe. <laughs> <laughs> this lady right. is a giant werewolf who, uh, at best, hits me when she's trying to teach me stuff. So <laughs> I'm good. I've given her the opportunity to fish. She's the fisher. I've like created this space where it can actually be done. I'm just gonna let her do her thing. Uh, can I um, can I send Ivan out over my shoulder, no longer observing, uh, but to um, see what he sees as he flies around outside of the rope trick, um, uh, uh, like fishing hole, uh, just to see what what catching one of these worms looks like, like on the end of her line. Yes, you absolutely can. However, as Ivan takes off and begins flapping around, you know how crazy Bat Vision is. Can you roll me a con save? I will say you have more experience with Bat Vision, so I would normally give you advantage, but we're going to call this a neutral because you are exhausted. Okay, I was about to roll again and take the lower result. But uh, so that's a f constitution, you say? Yep. 15. 15. You are getting more and more used to bat vision. You don't even audibly, huh, nothing happens. You are just <laughs> flying around and able to see. Uh, when you look down, you see this trail of bones subtly tapping over the stones beneath them. It almost sounds like footsteps to the bat. Uh, okay. In the way that they could pick up insects, you can hear a small number of taps elsewhere. Not as steady, not as constant, not as for lack of a better term, loud to something that hunts insects, but the fishing twine and bones are clearly drawing a lot of attention. And that's when Ivan starts hearing a grumbling underneath the ground. And you see a small furrow appearing among the stones. They're skittering off the top of this furrow. It's not quite Bugs Bunny-ish. It dips down <laughs> instead of up as it is approaching. 
And that's when a massive fanged mouth explodes out of the stones and snatches at the fishing line. You see this mouth, it's casting up dirt and grit behind it in almost a hiding cloud. And it is feeding directly up the line that you see sinking into this gullet as a nearly 30 foot long, four foot around groundworm snatches up and hooks on the line. And you over your shoulder slash from bat ears just here. And Ivan turns and sees a werewolf with a massive knife in each hand land on the worm and just start stabbing. Jesus. And we cut back to the caravan. (laughs) Del and Adam, you are talking with Lisette, who has just revealed that not only did you do bad to some people, Adam, you had an adopted daughter. And before you can stop Lisette, Del... She continues. Yeah, so you ate some innocent people who'd been corrupted. You murdered a man and adopted his daughter and tried to raise her to do evil. You claimed power wherever you could. You sacrificed a man, Werner Herzog, for your own gain. You murdered a member of the Brotherhood of the Feather. You did many, many killings. And you claimed as much power as you could for yourself until everyone turned against you. And then you fled with your friends. So I did all that and somebody let me adopt a kid? No, you did that on your own and then denied that her family truly loved her and you created a false letter claiming that her father had given her to you to prevent your friends from freeing her from your dark influence. Well, what did what did her father say? You ate him. What? <laughs> now, wait a minute. What do you mean ate him? You ripped open his skull and feasted upon his brain as a way to feed your symbiote. Del, what are you doing and or thinking as this is said now? Lisette got this out, but what are you, what's Del's world like? My stomach yeah, rumbles slightly. Yeah, you know, it is. It's just, it's, I'm, I'm making shocked faces about it, but just because it's like, we, we experienced it as it happened, and it was like the boiling crab thing, you know? Like, <laughs> it's it just slowly, but hearing it all laid out like this is oof. <laughs> ah, it's bad. <laughs> uh, what expression is on your face as you were hearing this if you aren't saying or doing anything? Uh, yeah, it's just it's like eyes wide and kind of hands over mouth kind of <laughs> taking it in. It's, it's just like... Uh. That's happening to your side, Adam, but you were talking to Lisa. So I ate my daughter's dad... I you, killed... you murdered a man, and then when she came to you hoping that you would help her find and save her father, you lied and said that he had sent her to you to be adopted. Then you tried to raise her to be a magician warrior to serve alongside you in the process of creating the ultimate evil. And is this before or after the guy from The Mandalorian died? After. You ate the man before you adopted the daughter after. Hmm. Yeah, Werner Herzog is still really upset about it, but, it, you know, I tried to explain to him that, you know, Shadow Nemesis and Adam are kind of different, but Wait, he's really mad. What do you, what do you mean? He's dead. What are you talking about? I, I can see and talk to ghosts. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that had, yeah. Are you telling me the afterlife is real? Here it is. Are you kidding me? What? There's like ghosts here? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you could see, they're like everywhere all the time. 
Oh my God, you just talk to him whenever you want? Sometimes when I don't want. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I, I, I sit down on the ground. Okay, so I, I am a murdering psychopath and ghosts are real who are now... Wait a sec. Are, are the people I kill, are they hanging around you, Del? Werner. I mean, we kind of left that dimension, I guess, so I haven't really seen anybody else. It's mostly people around here. Werner's just kind of oh. chilling with me. Chilling? What do you mean? Is, is he? Wait, is he okay with what happened? No. No, he's really mad. Oh, no, the ghosts hate me. I mean, it's just Werner. It's just one ghost. Of a man that you sacrificed and then lied about. You seem to have a real interest in shall we say, lessening the things that he has done before, Del, and that I don't believe will help him make a decision on whether or not he should worry about the return of Shadow Nemesis, this shadow murderer. Oh, he's not coming back. I'm only aware of his crimes in the other realm. I'm not even aware of what he may have done in this domain. Oh, well, did, what did I did I do anything in this domain, Del? No. Oh, okay. Del, can you roll me a deception with disadvantage? Because that sucks. And Adam, can you roll me a perception? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I, I rolled a 15. So. so, look, I rolled a one, which means mm -hmm. ghost things happen. So yep. God. I got to remember how this happens. Let's see. Oh, it's a I D4. believe there's a table that you roll on to yes, see. Yes, it's what a the D4. I wasn't sure how big this table was. Let's see. Okay. Now I just have I have disadvantage on my last on my next check. So uh suddenly ghosts are in my business. <laughs> Don't you dare lie to him. This is the time for you to deal with the facing of the crimes. You said that he was not the you can't lie to him, you can't lie to me. It's Werner Herzog in you. You fucking tell the truth now, Dell, you fucking tell the truth now. Oh, oh. I mean you've done some bad things, Adam. It, it, well, I, what did I do? Just tell me. What did I do? What did I do? I, I eat people. I murder people. I, I, I adopt children and try to eat them, apparently. What did I do here? What did I do? You, you made me poop my pants. <laughs> I made you? Yeah, you wouldn't let me in the bathroom. What bathroom? It was a while back. <laughs> Del, can you roll me a, a history? <laughs> it's a six. Oh, I fucking love this show, that, you guys. That's all you can think of right now. <laughs> Look, that's I can't, the first I, thing that pops into my mind. I understand. I, didn't want to I just him, wanted okay? to know. I just wanted to know if I, as a DM, would have to tell you other things you can remember, and the answer is no. Whatever you remember, you remember. Pooping pants, definitely first, possibly only. So I went. I went from a murdering <laughs> monster to just. Making you poo your pants? No, I mean, you did other stuff. That's just what's sort of on top of my mind because it really made me mad. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it's fine. That's why I'm sorry. Werner is just like yelling at me now. Yes, killed Werner. What? When... Werner Herzog's talking to you? Yeah, he's mad that it, you know, I tried to like downplay or whatever. Whatever, Werner. Can I talk? Can I talk to him? Can I? Can you, like, say what I'm, like, is this, like, Ghost Whisperer, where, like, I can talk to you and then he hears? 
Uh, I could try. Okay. Uh, hello, Werner Herzog. <laughs> Are you going to try to say that, Del? What are you trying to do? Yeah, I'm going to see if I can see Werner. Did he hear me? Roll me an arcana. And I mean, the last one should have been a disadvantage, but it was a very bad roll. So I'll take this one a disadvantage because... Great. And, oh, okay. It's a 14. Okay. A 14. You feel like Werner Herzog can hear this if he wants to. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Well, I guess he can kind of tap in and out if he wants to hear stuff. Oh. So maybe he... he, I don't know. He doesn't want to talk to me, I I guess. I guess that kind of makes sense. I'm assuming so. I, I guess uh, it would be pretty hard for uh, somebody to forgive somebody who, well, I don't even know how I murdered him, but, uh, you know. You used him as a human shield <laughs> when we were trying to rescue him. Wait, what? We yeah. were trying to rescue him and I used him as a shield to protect myself? Yeah. And then we all got mad and we tried to fight you and we hurt ourselves. It was a bad time. You're just really powerful, Adam. So you were just trying to stop me and... Oh, man. Oh. Is there a place I can get a drink? (laughs) I think I need a drink. (laughs) Okay, yeah. There is the beer tent. You can see in the distance where New Rogue went. Oh, there's a beer tent. Okay, Uh, I'm I'm just gonna... I'm sorry, Adam. No, hey, no. What are you apologizing for? I'm the monster. I'm the one doing these things. You don't have to apologize for anything. Oh, I hope they have dark stout. I'm leaving. Oh, okay. goodbye. And he does leave, and you are left standing with Lisette, Del. All right, Lisette. So you think if he gets bitten by a werewolf, then Shadow Nemesis and the symbiote will be attached just to the monster form, is what you're saying? Then I'm trying to just suss it out so I can circle back. I mean, you can circle back if you need to, but yes, that that's. The thing. If he's bitten by any were creature, then his symbiote would be attached to the were sad whenever it comes out and the beast comes to the fore. Right. I Why mean, are you so afraid of him hearing about his own actions or the consequences of those actions? It seems like it hurts you when he hears the truth. Well, because he doesn't even know that he did them. It's like, can you really hold him responsible for something that an evil force did to him that he doesn't even know is going on. It's just sad. I mean, Shadowmaster does not appear to be the one who made the decisions to do those things. But, but doesn't he? I mean, that's the whole thing. Once he got that symbiote, he started being all evil. Before Once that, he, he was just this... Robocop. And was he good as Robocop? He was just more like Adam. Yeah, so I think you may have seen a circumstance make a change. And then your friend became something you don't care for. But Shadow Nemesis is not Shadow Master. That creature can only take control for very, very brief periods of time. Okay. Just because you don't want someone to have become something bad does not mean that they did not. And here's a question for you to think about. Are they two different people? Or is this just an expression of one fractured mind that deep at its core is simultaneously someone you care about deeply and is an anus murderer? There are many ways this tale could end. 
I'm interested to know which one you choose. And there may be a version of this story where Adam makes this choice himself to become Shadow Nemesis or become a werewolf. Right. Or there may be a version where you make that choice for him. It's not something I can make all by myself to choose. It's not something you choose to decide all by yourself. The word can't is a choice. Right, right, great. You know, this place is just sort of does things to people, and these are the only people who are from my world, so it's kind of a big deal. I agree with you on the big deal front, and things do happen to people, but the power we all have within our own story is to make the choices we make, to choose the path, to choose how we react to the things that are thrown at us. Yeah, I guess. Well, thanks for not, you know, getting mad and killing us all because of the whole crossbow bolt thing. Yeah, well, we all get shot sometimes. I chose not to react and instead get really excited about that cool goat. I need to go see if he does any <laughs> other tricks. I'll be back later. All right. Well, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the talk. No problem. And Lisette leaves and heads off to go find Jack Magnum. Meanwhile, at the bar, new rogue, you have heard a lot of things. You've learned a lot of things. You're not sure if they're going to stick. You're not really sure about much at the end of this conversation. Right. What are your parting words to Billy Bob Thortan? <sighs> you are a cleric of, of a god I've never heard of. And it sounds like I need to expand my horizons or broaden them or whatever. What god is the right god for me. I mean, you're assuming that you've got the wrong God right now. Well, yeah, you told me I have the wrong God. No, I told you you had the wrong assumptions about the God you have. Ah, damn it. Your powers work. You've been healing people. You've been using the magic. But you've been making a lot of assumptions. And it's let you travel with a Dahmer. And if you were... A part of a, a god of justice and light and all of those grand things. Do you think that god would permit you to travel around with a raging psychopath? Hmm. So what you're saying is I should go to some sort of anti-horny monastery to subdue my urges. <laughs> what? No! no! I can't that's get insane. so horned up for the god as much. And if I get that... less horned up, I can pray better and I can really just get those prayers in and get those powers in. Right? Okay, again, we talked about black and white thinking. This is I'm horny all the time. Every <laughs> prayer is an orgasm, or I'll never orgasm again. There is room between those two where you could exist. Uh, okay, do you know what? I've taught you as much as I could teach you in one night. Admittedly, this is probably like one-fifth as long as you learned how to be a cleric altogether. I'm, I'm going to leave you with a parting gift. It's a parting oh. gift that I, I, I believe you might need. Okay. And she reaches into her pack and takes out a thick wooden branch that has had all of the twigs and leaves carved off of it. And she slams it down on the table. And she says, this is for you. We're going to call it the rod of double checking. Every time you think you're absolutely right about something and you're 100% prepared and you know exactly what's happening, I want you to take this rod out and tap yourself on the forehead with it and go, maybe I should give this one a double check. Oh. It'll have the magical ability of hopefully you'll learn fucking something. 
<laughs> oh, well, thank you. I, I will treasure this always, and I will treasure our conversation. Thank you. It's been an eye-opening experience. Good. 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 And that wasn't sarcasm. God. <laughs> You're right. Tyler, you have seen Midas Fern dive down and start doing battle with a worm. You are in your body, and the thrill of having seen a successful fishing catch means the mist rises up around you and gives you a point of inspiration. Cool. Nice. Thanks, mists. What do you do? I am snapping out of Ivan Vision, and I'm going to the edge of uh, the magical fishing hole, and I'm just peering down, looking at... Uh, uh, Midas, uh, with it was two like daggers or two knives. Correct. Just you are two massive daggers scaled to the size of a full werewolf form because Jesus. Midas is hulked out, diving down, doing battle with this worm. And how does it look like she's doing? She is struggling, but is very determined. You're hearing a lot of roaring dust and bits of debris are being thrown around under the the moonlight of this scene as it's taking place. You're hearing roaring from the worm. You're hearing roaring from her. You're seeing it as an armored, segmented body form. It's mm-hmm. whipping around, attempting to bite her with its large mouth and trying to hit her with the tail. Uh, I'm going to take like a beat to just try and watch her technique of the finding the weak points in this thing's natural armor, what her like plan of attack is. And then I'm going to fucking reach over my shoulder and just place a hand on my sword and get ready for the next part. All righty. Roll me initiative. Initiative is 14. Okay. Had to get her initiative and the worm's initiative. We're having a time. Okay. (laughs) The worm is attacking first. It is missing. Misses with both of its attacks mm. as Midas is attempting to ride the worm. She's got her legs wrapped around it. You're watching her rear up and stab with one hand down and then the other. It just looks like she's going ape shit on this worm. Can you roll me a perception? This is going to be a disadvantage. So we'll take the seven perception plus four for what is that? Eleven, I think. Eleven perception. You were able to make this out from just above, but you're realizing she's only ever letting one dagger leave the worm. She's keeping herself hooked in with one and stabbing with the other. So she's rotating between the two, but it seems like it's keeping her on the worm and isn't letting them separate. All right. And then she attacks. With a nat 20. Holy shit. Whoa. A nat 20 and a 17. All right. They both hit and she is doing, dear God... 17 damage to the worm is done by her as she hacks away at its hide. Wow. Wow. But that worm is still thrashing, fighting, kicking ass. It is up to you, Tyler. You have held action. What do you do? All right. Now that I see the anchoring technique, uh, is there still more worm below me if I were to drop? There are tens of feet of worm. This is a very large thrashing creature. Okay. Then... uh... Yeah, I draw out my greatsword, invert it so that the point of the blade is pointing down, and I'm going to uh, jump out of this opening, almost not like this because I need to hold a sword, but like holding the sword kind of close to my chest as if you're like about to like go down a water slide. 
uh, and then uh, <laughs> right, just like I need to like pencil dive almost uh, uh, out of this uh, fishing hole, uh, and then I'm going to basically try and stab into this worm creature from the opening uh, and use my greatsword as a a much more massive anchor than her her daggers, her knives. Okie dokie. I am going to, because you have 50 feet to fall, I am going to give this this ground worm a chance to try to dodge your attack, but mm-hmm. it is at disadvantage because it is being ridden by a werewolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roll me your attack, sir. Oh, lovely. <laughs> That's a total of seven. Damn it, Tyler. Two. Why do you do that? I was going to say, <laughs> but... This worm is already engaged, and you did get to watch beforehand, so I will give you advantage on this strike. Logically, you would have it. You're aiming yourself as a bomb into an existing combat. Get him, Tyler. Oh, here we go. This is a a number. Uh, That's a dirty 20. Woo! There you go. Dirty 20. That will hit. The worm attempts to dodge aside, but your hit is the DC of its decks, and it fails. So you fly out of the sky to attack this creature. Roll double damage on this as though it were a crit. You're coming down 50 feet with a giant stone sword in front of you. Okay. Seven. Well, those are good numbers. Uh, 11. So... 18 plus 3 for 21 damage. Wow. Holy. There it is. There it is. There's always that big strike. (laughs) Can you roll me a con save, knowing that you have just fallen 50 feet into combat, swinging a stone sword? (laughs) It snaps his legs. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's just I'm just holding on by the handle, and everything else is just a rag doll. Just but the bones are 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 soup in the in my feet. Um, I did it. I'm going to. Uh, you can use inspiration when you see the result of a roll, right? And then so I want to roll again. Okay, so I'm going to roll a con save. Oh, okay. Um, that's an 18. I couldn't do much better than that. So 18. That is an 18. Uh, you will take half damage on your fall. If you had scored higher than your attack roll, then you could have avoided all of it. Uh, you take half damage, so you will take half the damage that you did. You did 25 damage. You will take 12. I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> I lose consciousness and fall no. off the world. My sword. I, I, uh, I'm like, just so at the top of the fishing hole, it's just like, okay, you got this. She needs help. She did this. You can do this. Let's go. And just drop and the sword (laughs) makes it in. And it's just like, um, this happened to me in real life when I was trying to, uh, um, when I was skiing for like the first time as a child, uh, my parents took me skiing and I fucking hated it and one thing that like really really soured the entire experience for me is like i couldn't even do the thing that i saw everyone doing which is putting their ski poles in the snow and having them stand up to like free their hands for just adult shit uh and as a kid i was like i'm gonna i want to do i can't i couldn't make them stick i wasn't strong enough and so i two-handed one of my ski poles and tried to put it in uh and i hit myself in the face (gasps) with my own ski pole and so it's just the sword held out great sword held out it goes in and it sinks into worm flesh, but eventually it meets resistance. And because it's a great sword, and because I'm moving with such great force, the pommel of my sword comes up to greet me in the fucking face, and it just lights out, <laughs> grip gone, and I just roll. And the world goes off. black for you. Yeah. You don't even yeah. know what happens. You just That's feel true. sword yeah, yeah. It's meet just, worm, meet ground. Yeah. Then Tyler meets ground, meets sword, blackness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
That's so sad, but so perfect. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we cut oh. back to the Vistani caravan where Adam, you have just left this conversation. You need a drink. You need to figure out what's going on. And New Rogue, you've just watched Billy Bob Thortan leave, so you are also making your exit, not sure what's going on. And you two bump into each other, Adam, as you move towards the bar, and New Rogue, as you move away from the beer tent. Do you say anything in this moment? What happens? I just put my hands up, so like, oh, sorry, didn't, didn't, didn't get yet, didn't get you. Hands were out. <laughs> sorry oh. about that. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, yeah, no worries. Hey, uh, yeah. uh, I was, hmm. uh, I was just about to. Grab a drink. I've had a lot, uh, a lot told to me. Uh, you, uh, you wanna, wanna grab a drink? Kind of, kind of talk. I've already had a drink. Um, oh. Did not enjoy it. Well, <laughs> um, oh. but yeah, I. Uh, I mean, you, you know wanna... what? I know the bartender. Let's go. Yeah. You know this guy? Oh, okay. Yeah, right. he served okay. me. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, just... what can I get for you, Schmendrick? This is Schmendrick's Brewery. What's up? Uh, oh. Schmendrick, this is, um, uh, a fellow in my party and, uh, I think he's, I think he's on the level. So, um, what would you like? Uh, I, I, I am on the level and I would like the, the darkest beer that you have. Ah, black is a night. All right, here you go. And he just slides you over a drink as you feel oh. that statement just hit you in the gut. Uh, yeah. Um, well, what do, I, what do I owe you? Ah, nothing. You're good. What? Really? Oh, It's a rebel. We love that fucking goat. <laughs> yes, oh. you do. Yes, okay. you do. Mm. I, as, I, as I was looking for money, I tapped my bag and realized that dr deputy is in my bag but oh my god and i like it just i want to reach in and, and pull out dr deputy great can you roll me a deck saving throw <gasps> a saving throw uh oh uh oh i can't do danger sense because i don't can't see, see. no uh <laughs> total of four <laughs> total of four <laughs> You take one point of damage as your hand bangs off a bunch of metal sharp objects inside the bag until you feel a doll cling onto your hand and you pull yeah. Dr. Deputy out. Ow, what the hell's in this thing? Oh, oh. There's hey, so much hey. stuff in that boring hell. I hate it in there. Why did you, oh. were you mad at me because I didn't do a murder? No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you in the hell bag. Oh, jeez. Uh, but uh, you said you were sorry, but you said the mister, which means you weren't sorry. That means I was bad. Okay, you know what, buddy? I need to take a drink of this drink, and then uh, the three of us are going to go to this table, and we're going to have a good old talk about what the hell's going on here. Okay. <laughs> and I go to a table, and I sit down and just take a big swig. So you're you're really not. Um, this is this is legitimate. What do you mean? Is this is this is me? This is me. New rogue. I I just had a really really enlightening, if you can call it, conversation with with Dell and the uh, the circus lady over there. And uh, <laughs> apparently, I am just uh, the biggest monster in the world. And uh, yeah, not in a good place. So I am gonna drink this drink. Huh. And the mists swirl up around you, New Rogue, and you feel a moment of a moment of fear. Because 
you're not entirely certain as a cleric right now, and it sounds like Adam really needs a cleric, and are you up to this? And a chill passes over you as you gain a point of perspiration. Mm But the mists swirl up and give you a pop culture reference that you feel will perfectly summate what you need to say to him right now. It'll be the thing you need to share to help him move forwards. What is that? So, Adam, um, do you remember back in, I think it was 2004, maybe 2005, South Park had this really good episode (laughs) where the character of Cartman wins in an amusement park. Basically, um, like he buys like the county fair or something like that. And um, that makes Kyle very sad because Cartman only did bad things. And yet he got this really good reward. (sighs) But then at the very end, Cartman loses it because of his hubris and bad money management. And that makes Kyle feel better because in the end, God was just. (laughs) So it was a really good episode. I don't know who they are, who you are in this one right now. I would say shadow nemesis. If if you are Cartman is Cartman and you're Kyle. Well, I didn't say that. Loving, <laughs> loving that Shadow Nemesis is failing. Is I, I really I, that bad of a person? Well, you had your moments of. Well, yeah, Del, when, Del told me you don't need to sugarcoat it. I, 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 I know what I did. But or what he did, or what I did, I don't know. But I will say this. Even at your most monstrous, I felt recently I was able to connect with you about our past shared history, and that seemed to break through the dark night that existed within you. And that's the hope I had to always reach that part of you that I believe I knew before. And um, my faith teaches me uh, that I have to look on I need to look for that uh, ray of light. I need to look for the positive side of whatever there is. And I feel like you're looking for a positive win right now. So I, we're both in alignment right here. So let's just keep this winning streak going, pal. And if you're sincere about not knowing anything, and I do believe that may be the case, then friend... Bring it in. But Wait, I'm keeping have, my hands out. Don't yeah, worry. Hold on. You got you got why here, I'll and I just kinda tap him on the head. Here, we'll 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 we'll, uh, we'll do that. I just reach across uh. the table and tap him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so nice to see my two evil uncles getting back together. Okay, so looking around, whose body am I gonna steal? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Del, mm-hmm. you have had the conversation with Adam. You have had the button with Lisette Renard, and yeah. you are left standing. What are you doing? Where are you going? You're surrounded by a revel, but it doesn't seem like you are feeling very revelrous. I know. Um, 
I, this is, I'm feeling very weird about myself and about everything because even getting called out on that, like, weird. I also still feel really bad about Rumple Foreskin. Like, I know it was an accident, but I also feel extremely responsible. So I'm like, I want to check on Rumple Foreskin, but I, I want to kind of be sneaky about it. Of like, I want to see what Rumble Forskin is up to right now. And if they are by all alone, then it will be like, okay. But if Rumble Forskin's having a good time right now, then I'm like, I don't want to interrupt that and be like a downer because I am a shitty friend. So I just want to check it out first. Okay. Do you think your priority is taking in the scene or is your priority not being spotted looking? I'm trying to figure out if you need to roll a perception or a stealth for this. Or if you feel I, like it's both, and we'll just see how it plays. It's kind of both, yeah. I, I'm like, right. I would like to know, but so if it is good, then I can disappear without having been seen. <laughs> okay, roll me a stealth first and a perception second. Okay. My stealth is a nineteen. Ooh, very good. All right, and, and what's your perception? Perception. <laughs> my perception is seven. It's very revelatory in here. <laughs> Okay, you are very sneaky, and you sneak over and see that Rumple Foreskin is standing off to the side of the beer tent area next to Schmendrick's mm-hmm. Brewery, and Rumple Foreskin's head is just bobbing along to the music being played in the distance as they stand by the bar. They seem pretty happy to you. But they're not talking to anybody or anything else going on? Not currently, but it's a pretty busy bar, so they could have been, but no, not right now. They're just bobbing along near, near the bar. They've got a drink in front of them. <laughs> okay I I guess I just I feel weird I guess I just want to like walk around sneakily at this place and check stuff out like if there's people telling stories and there's people doing stuff I'm just curious I'm just curious what else the people here are up to then great roll me another stealth okay it is 13 this time 13 okay and roll me a perception Oh, God, I can't see shit. It's a seven again. And as you make your way around this place, you're trying to be stealthy, but it's well lit. And the Vistani are travelers in Mm -hmm. Ravenloft, ready to face off with random, unintelligent monsters whenever they need to. So you're finding yourself constantly getting spotted. So you'll be approaching a conversation, trying to hear what's going on. And they'll be like, hey, come join us. And you're very welcome (laughs) to all of them. But you cannot sneak up on anybody. So you're not hearing any of their more secret conversations. All right. All right. Okay. Um, I guess I'm going to one of the groups that I end up walking up to. I'll just be like, uh, uh, you, you want to, do you want to see a magic card trick? (laughs) (laughs) Heck yes, we do. Let's see it. All right. I'm going to pull out my deck of cards and try and do card tricks for them. Great. Roll me a sleight of hand. If you're doing a couple of tricks, do me three in a row. So give me your first first sleight of hand. I can't have performance. <laughs> okay, you can have performance hand. if you think All it's right. performance. Yeah, I want to like because I'm just like they're they're doing shows and stuff. I want to see if I could do this. This is me like, can I? Could I possibly do this? Okay, well, I instantly <laughs> <laughs> roll a one, and then I roll a one. So okay, so one of them is a one, <laughs> net one. Then the second oh, one is disadvantage because of ghosts. Oh. Uh, so so your, your your first trick you tried to card, and they're like, is this your card? And they're like, it's it's not, though. It's, uh, <laughs> is there more to the trick where, where you have the right card or are we done? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. There's another. Uh, 
I knew that wasn't your card, and I do a flourish, and I try to fake pulling a card out from behind my head. <laughs> and yep. my second roll with disadvantage is an 18. Whoa. Wow. So you you reach back over your shoulder to pull out another card, and you realize you don't actually know what their card is. You fucked that trick up so badly that you're doomed. Yeah. But you pull out your magic ring. You have one ring. And then you reach back and realize you're not sure. So how are you going to swing a good trick knowing that you exploded your rings before? So you just have the third ring right now. Um, it's going to work, whatever you're doing. But what do yes. you do? I th- I'm like, I pull out the other ring. And then in my opposite hand, I have the reality blade. And I use it to cast Minor Illusion. And I just d- draw behind the ring so it looks like there's a hole in it. And the cards come out of it. Whoa. <laughs> oh, whoa. Whoa. Okay, make me your third roll. Okay. <laughs> See how this closes out. <laughs> that is that is a 19. That's good. Start out yeah. bad yeah. and then just get better. <laughs> like really impressive. Yeah. So what is the third trick? Set that bar low. <laughs> then the the third trick is Oh, oh god. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. Then I, <laughs> I, I do, uh, oh, uh, I'm, I'm flustered now. And I'm like, all right, um, that's, that's it. That's the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The third trick they, is the end? Yeah. They, they, and I, they rolled the third trick there is no third trick. The end. <laughs> and they rolled really well on their perception to see through the, through this performance. They're like, oh, so. <laughs> you forgot which card it was, and then you used magic instead of sleight of hand, and then it it's just over. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's uh you saw the very first version of it. This more shop in it. You know, you're all <laughs> performer people. You're good at this stuff. Oh yeah, you you should you should do a lot more workshops. Uh, <laughs> do do a lot more workshops. Okay, okay, good good night, good evening, thank you. <laughs> Walk away. <laughs> And you walk away. <laughs> and as you walk away, you feel the air shimmer around you. And you find yourself stepping into the same space, but murkier. Uh. Shifted around you. Something different, something more distant, something a little hazier. And that's when you just feel a hand withdraw from your shoulder. I'm going to look towards that. Is there someone touching me? And you see super goth Rihanna. Oh no! Standing next to you. Oh. <laughs> uh, hi. What, what? Hello. What do you want? I just wanted to talk to you. Why? She seems sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so constantly disappointed and left alone. Do you play Warhammer Forty Thousand? How do you know what that is? It's my gift. I just know what people want. Look, was Adam not enough for you? (laughs) Please. I thought I was... I've thought so many things. Please just just come over here. And she leads you a few steps away and you find the most beautifully laid out model wargaming table you've ever seen. There is a, a... The full... The full scale, it's beautiful. It's set out like one of the ones in, in Forgeville. It's professionally built. And there are two armies flawlessly arrayed in front of you. 
and you realize you have a full Sisters of Battle army, which I know you, Dell. that's what you play. It's what you yeah. like. <laughs> it's there. It's beautifully painted in your colors. It's set up. It's exactly the units you like. And she's playing opposite you. And she's also playing the Imperium, which is cool because that's the, the army that you're into. And she's like, I hope third edition rules are okay. It'll just let us play while we talk. <laughs> oh, man. They're really well painted. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking behind. Is there anything? Are we just in a vast nothing with this table in the middle? Around you, you are seeing the full environment. You're seeing the barren hills. You're seeing the revel. But it's like seeing it through a very murky pane of glass. It's all warped and distant. The sound sounds much further away. Okay. Well, so I'm not like gone, gone. I'm, I'm like here. Yes. What kind of dice do you have? <laughs> she hands you a dice bag, and when you open it up, it is the perfect kind of dice. Del, what do you see when you look in this dice bag? Oh man, it's 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 just similar to dice that I have, which is. They're all marbled looking with gold letters and and Sisters of Battle logos on the sixes. Just like, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, after fully embarrassing myself, it couldn't hurt to just like chill here for a bit, right? <laughs> so you start playing. Uh, and as you move the pieces around, the amazing thing is... It, the game itself is coming to life. You're watching the Sisters of Battle move. You're watching them shoot. You're watching their war cries. And this is all happening as you talk to super goth, hot Rihanna opposite you. God damn you. it. She's just, oh, being a succubus is so much more exhausting than people know. You have to find the right partners. You have to tempt them. You have to do all this. They send you after so many men. And they are so flawed and so petty. And they seem strong, and they seem capable, and then they turn into that. And she points in the gesture of Adam inside the beer tent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so, is, so is Acer your dad or your uh, husband? What? The Acer Sanguine. Like, is he, is he your dad or are you married to him or whatever? Oh, do you want to play a game on top of a game? What? I'll make you a bargain. I'll uh, answer your question honestly if you answer me a question. Well, okay. Mm. And she holds out her hand Ooh. for you to shake. Uh, just one question each. That's it. That's all I'm agreeing to. Nothing more than that. I'm not writing anything down. Understood. I'm not one of those demons. Please, you are not one of those lesser idiots. I'm trying to talk to an equal. It's a treat. Okay, one, 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 one question. I want you to answer that one. All right, do you shake her hand? Yeah. <laughs> when you shake her hand, you feel a magical binding come into place. And you realize that you will not be able to lie. Okay. But neither will she for this one question. Okay. So your question was... Well, yeah. What, what exactly? I guess. Was what's your relation to Acer Sanguine? Acer is my son. What? And my question: How could I ever be enough for you to want to be with me? Uh, to exist in the real world. 
And she reaches up and taps you on the shoulder. And you find yourself back in camp. <laughs> and next to you, there is a super goth, Vistani-looking human woman. There are no demonic symbols around her. There's no sign that she is a demon. And she looks next to you and says, So now? Oh, what? No, I meant, I meant like, er, like Earth, you know? Like, not here. So you lied. I didn't lie. You just misinterpreted what I said. So disappointing. All I wanted was to find someone who could find my equal, someone who I could protect, someone who I could work alongside, not another one of these pathetic villains. And yet, I ask a question, and the answer is a half-truth. Heartbreaking. And she disappears. <laughs> oh, I'm running over to Rumpleforskid now. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> so you are doing that. New Rogue and Adam, you are with the doctor deputy who is determined to steal a body. What do you say? Uh, buddy, we're around friends here in the camp. We can't go steal bodies, okay? And and if you do that, your 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 dad here will have to stick you back in the bag, okay? I'm no, sorry. I don't want to go back in the bag. It's so boring. Hold on. What do you mean steal steal bodies? How can you even steal a body? I don't even know how you got in that body. How? how I got what, put what you... in this because I got stabbed with a needle and then you promised me that I would get a good body if we get the needle back because third uncle stole it and he's not as evil as the rest of us. That's why he doesn't have a nickname. He's no fun. Uh, oh, Third uncle? Who's, thir who's third uncle? Well, there's you and then there's Uncle Juice and then he's got stupid horns and he doesn't give me my needle and he's... Yeah. Tyler? Tyler. Yeah. Tyler has Tyler has your needle that allows you to steal people's bodies? Yeah, you told me that you would help me steal a super powerful body and then oh. we would kill everyone who D was Dr. different Dr. Deputy, than us. Dr. Deputy, he doesn't have any of his memories. What you're talking to is raw, unfiltered Adam, not Shadow Nemesis. This is Adam. Yeah, but buddy, look, I uh, <laughs> my, my memories of you are when we first met when, after we defeated the Black Knight and, and little kind of tidbits in between. And anything that we had, any conversation, that was this shadow nemesis guy. And I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I feel like I misled you, but I mean, I don't know. We, I think we kind of have to start over. Like, you know, because I'm me, not shadow nemesis. So you're not the Black Knight? I mean, like, I guess technically I am because I defeated him, but like, I'm not Shadow Nemesis, if that makes sense. You know. I've got to roll a wisdom save. He's, <laughs> <laughs> He's still kind of your daddy. I mean, I could, well, dad's kind of weird. I could be your, I could be your friend. Okay, that sounds fine. We'll do that then. Okay, great. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, that was really easy. We're just going to be friends. I don't need a black knight at all, says the doctor deputy, uh, forming plans of his own that no uh, one is aware of. And that oh, is okay. the end of this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, no. That's 
the end of this episode, listener, but next week you could become a watcher and affect the Jester's adventures by joining our Twitch stream, which happens every Wednesday night at 8.30pm Eastern Time. That's Toronto time. If you join our Twitch chat, you can give the cast magical items, name NPCs, and decide the events that shape Ravenloft. So, catch up on the story, follow Dum Dum Dice on Twitch, and join our weekly stream right away! Jesters of Ravenloft features the voices of players Tyler Hewitt, Del Borovic, Guy Bradford, and Adam McNamara, alongside Dungeon Master Ryan LaPlante. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Jesters of Ravenloft's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is Dark Mysterious Halloween Night by Sound Gallery by Dimitri Taras. And our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, whose music is available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Now get out of here before the mist gets you too. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, Gus Schreider, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, Megan Werner, A Man Out of Time, Curtis at FingertechRobotics.com, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. What's this all about? What about nightmares? We need to leave. What are you doing? They can't tear out your soul anymore, Stuart. Ominous Thrill, a new audio fiction anthology. I've done horrible things. Tell them what you did. I, I didn't do anything. Tell me. No! Character-driven tales of obsession. I'm no psycho. Banging on my door and streaming it on the internet. Revenge. Don't mind if I sit here and watch lights go out, do you? The unexplained. We can't help her. We're leaving. No! I need the light. You want me to fall down the stairs? No. I want to push you. I love you so fucking much. Ominous Thrill. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere. Flesh splits open. Oh, yes. Thrill you later.